Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fiddle Why Podcast, your modern day Thea's kitchen table with a bit of cheese and less yelling on most days. What's going on, y'all? This is Brenda. Hey y'all, this is Theo. It's been a minute since we last did some life updates or since we had an episode where it was just us, but um, true story, true story. Oh wow. Welcome to to all of our listeners. Uh, near and far we hope all y'all are chilling and doing well so let's start with some updates Brenda what's been going on oh it has been a while since we've done an episode just <laughs> you and me um wow it's been a lot honestly like I I don't know if I mentioned it in the last time like the the last episode that we did just you and I CEO. uh but I mean you know this I that m- me and Kiyoshi my my partner have been looking um, and finally, you know, signed a lease for our new apartment. We're moving in together. Yay. And yeah, I'm so excited. The apartment is absolutely beautiful and just in a great location. Um, and I'm just really excited. So today we went and we signed the lease. We we picked up our keys. We did a little measuring. I think that the... Uh, being in the space while it's Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, a new word in the vocabulary, uh, in the dictionary. Listen, we are innovators, creating new words. Um, <laughs> so it was, I think, being empty, empty, um, and then just like kind of like envisioning what it would look like, and uh, measuring like areas for like things you know, furniture, where we want to put furniture and mm-hmm. or where, um, you know, we want to put something that we want to purchase. I know it sounds like hella mundane, like uh, boring shit, but it was just like really nice for to do that with him and and kind of relish in like this next step in our in our journey and our relationship together. So it was just like really dope and just um, exciting. You know, uh, we're moving in two weeks. Uh, so it's it's a cool place and yeah I'm excited to 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 move my shit. Well, I'm not excited to move my shit, but I'm excited to to be there because <laughs> yeah, you know I hate so, moving. But yeah, that's not yeah. fun. But yeah, but that's pretty much been been that and just um, kind of um, I'm not gonna give too much details. But also like within work too, like my company got bought out, so. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, my company got bought out. So, um, I, I mean, the way that I see it is I'm either going to be offered a position or I'm going to be given a pretty sustainable um, um, uh, a severance package that would sustain me in the time that it took me to find another job. So that's the way I'm approaching it with patience and kind of looking at it like either way, I, I, I will still be okay. So, mm-hmm. um so yeah, but um, I think that I've never gone through um, this sort of uh, procedure in in the time that I've been employed. So this is a new experience for me. But like I said, I'm I'm approaching it with a uh, with uh, patience and kind of like a clear head. I mean, worst shit that can happen is I get a severance package and I have a couple months to search for a job and also kind of chill in a way. So yeah, and work on some of your creative endeavors. Exactly, because we already yeah. know that we need that time for creative release and expression i.e but a why <laughs> yeah and every i mean i believe that everything happens for the greater good and so with that being said 
it's going to be for the greater good and it's all going to work out in your favor. Yes, that's that's uh, that's what I'm manifesting. Yes, but... manifestation. What about you, Boo? What's been you know going on on your side of the town? Well, the only I mean I don't even remember where we last left off with like things, you know, regarding my car. I got my car, obviously, so that's been good. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm now only working like within one program of my job so that's oh good yeah you did tell us about that like yeah, yeah i was covering for you know one of my colleagues and it was good to be a part of the program and learn a few things but now i'm just working with one program so that's switched so work has been good you know to say the least i i still haven't gone to new york to visit my family so Ooh. that's been like you know tough yeah i can imagine interesting have you spoken to your mom like how does she feel about not being able to see you she's definitely sad Mm -hmm. but I have plans to go over there within the last I think uh actually the last week of March and the first week of April so Mm -hmm. I'll be chilling with them for a little bit um I also found out that I have like 21 days that I gotta use for vacation (laughs) before June 30th Oh, wow. So that's equivalent to like five days a month. Yeah, that's literally almost a month of working days. Yeah, so that's kind of been like the biggest, um, (laughs) the biggest news because I'm like, okay, now I have that time, I can do a little bit more traveling. And you would deserve that break, sis. You work really hard. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't ever, I mean, I don't take days off. So this week I'm, I'm planning to go into the job, into the office, you know, more times throughout the week so that I can. I have to actually meet with some families, but um, that'll be different because I haven't been to the office. Like, it was really nice last week. So when I was going into the office, mm, it was like it was. great because the sun was out. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, I don't know what it, uh, it's going to be like this coming week, but I heard it's going to snow on Friday. Oh, shit. Yeah, the, the, I mean, not that I'm surprised because, uh, hello, global warming and climate crisis, but like the weather has been crazy, bro. So it's like you have it was like sixty degrees, like you said, and then it, it all of a sudden thirty, and then fifty, and then forty, and, and then it's gonna snow next week. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I guess we're still in March, right? Yeah, true story. I guess that's yeah, that's valid. So I guess the the anomaly is really the the heat, the warm weather, the snow is to be expected. Yeah, well, I can't wait to go out wherever I go. I'm definitely going someplace warm. Yes. Wait, are you trying to um, like uh, travel, travel? Yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to go to um, one of my girlfriends. It's her birthday at the end of May, so mm-hmm. we were thinking of going to. Well, this is not travel, travel, but this is just like a little road trip going mm-hmm. to New Hampshire, Maine, or like Vermont. And nice. like chilling at a cabin. Okay. For the weekend. That's cool. Which will be cool. It'll be like you know a little getaway, and then I'm I want to go to Puerto Rico. Okay. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about going to Puerto Rico for Shannon's birthday. Oh, that's awesome! What's her birthday? April twenty third. She's a Taurus. Mm, no, Aries. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know JJ's an Aries too. So. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's in April. Yeah. So that'll be fun though, because you know I've been, of course, even though I just came back from Puerto Rico, 
just a few months ago. Yeah, that was I fun. Definitely, I love going there. So it's just like I can just go there, and it's nice to have Shannon too, because you know, you just go there and you know somebody, right? Yeah, not, you don't feel isolated. Going blind. Yeah, you're not going blindly. Either. Yeah, exactly. So other than that, I mean, things have been pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting word to describe standard standard operating procedure that's always what i think of when i hear the word standard standard operating procedure it's because of work it's because of work <laughs> work is like infiltrating my mind sometimes no well, so you just gotta try to shut it off mm-hmm. work in progress for sure that ass. so okay cool so as we continue and move on with our episode, uh, where so the theme, or essentially for this for this episode, is um, in um, I was going to say in memory of, <laughs> in celebration of women during the month of March as uh, Women's History Month, hey. and so you know we're just trying to talk about women to celebrate some of our successes. I think that if we're talking about change and how we can attribute to that, it's really feeling encouraged to speak up Mm. about the, you know, the pay difference because what could be resulted is, you know, maybe her pay will go up Mm -hmm. or there will be less of a difference. And and that will just show like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. You know, and when people are advocating it, some people tend to make moves or, you know, move a little differently. Yeah. Agreed. um, For sure. Yeah, I think it's it's just remembering too, like on an individual level, that we really have the power to, like us saying something is really going to matter in, you know, influencing some type of change. For sure. I think it starts with empowering someone, and and someone that's empowered will, uh, then in turn take some sort of of step to advocate or just to even if it starts by just advocating for themselves advocating for themselves then pushes forward Mm -hmm. the narrative that you know what this is not going this is not something that's going to be allowed anymore i.e a lot of these uh uh the cases that went to court in regards to pay discrimination are the reason why there has been some sort of movement in term of in terms of of um finding an equitable balance in salary between um uh men and women and i also think that uh continuing that in order to change legislation and policy that is the the way that we're actually going to get to a place that is equitable but it starts like you said I think it starts in the conversations I concur concur there's something about that word I what's wrong with the word there's nothing wrong with it It, it's I, I mean it's like it's like I like it there's something about it that I like I don't know why. Oh, okay. Oh, I I heard you. I heard I, your little your little use. Yeah, were like, I was like, yeah, I already, I already like, yo, me, what's girl? wrong with the what's wrong with the word now? <laughs> no, nothing. I like it, <laughs> but it's just, it's just there's something. You know how like certain words just hit. Like I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe I'm just honestly, y'all. I'm running on like four hours of sleep. I'm like really tired. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I guess that could be the transition to the next segment. So, uh, <laughs> moving right along, <laughs> we um, so our pero why this week is really a pero how, mm-hmm. and the question is, pero how did we get here? So, 
we're trying to acknowledge our feminine roots both historically and personally so we would like to share with you uh some of our feedback on you know who who are influential women to us and um you know how how have we moved within society as women Mm. so for those of you who don't know march is uh women's history month and we felt it would be negligent on our part not to you know talk about women and lift us up and acknowledge us throughout the Mm. month of march so uh you know this month is really a chance to celebrate and acknowledge uh, our contributions to history culture and society I mean, if you ask me, I do believe we deserve more than one, one month. Damn. We should be celebrating all throughout the year. Factuals. I, I digress. Um, and you know, for anybody who needs a reminder, we've been leaving and paving. We've been leaving our mark and paving the way for um, well, women in our history, right? As we yep. talk about them and celebrate them, they've been paving the way for better labor laws, conditions, and the right to vote for mad years mm-hmm. so Facts. you know it's it's march and we're moving right along and we're here to talk about women's history with you hey lit hey and um yeah it's crazy because um i actually um this is just like a random note. I didn't know that March was Women's History Month until I was in college. That's when I learned about March being Women Her- Women's History Month, which is crazy. Yeah, me too. I think me too. Like, I, I, I don't remember learning about it in, in high school. Um, I don't even, like I said, I, I didn't find out until maybe like my third year of college. And I think it was because of some sort of, I think, event that I attended for the, the sorority that I'm currently a part of now. And that's really how I, I, I learned about it. So it's just, it, it, it kind of ties into this knowledge that we have that even though we have definitely made a movements forward, that the fact that it was uh, during that time when I was in, in, in high school, which was many moons ago, um, but not too far away, and to know that even though this month existed since, what, 1987, right, Sia? Mm-hmm. That it was not something that was uh, centered at all in, in March during, and I was in high school, what, in the 2004? And I, I, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't, honestly, I don't feel like we were celebrated as women or taught to be like empowering or Mm. you know strong at least I don't remember any of that so yeah I agree yeah I mean I guess that really just shows that some of the spaces that we share now that talk you know that allow for these types of um not these types but um something like this to be um shared with mm-hmm. you right because it was shared with you that this you know that this month was we celebrate yeah, women so sure. i think times have changed for mm-hmm. sure but i feel like we <clears throat> still you know have our own ind- individual ways on how we move within society as Agreed. women and you know i mean for me i feel like i've definitely been treated more i don't know if it's because i'm a woman but more so 
because I look really young. So maybe it's an ageist thing. So maybe like a young woman. But, you know, I've been actually been treated differently because mm. people just don't think that I'm old enough or, you know, um, if a man comes in, you know, they'll be greeted versus me who they feel like may not be. A, you know an older and you know woman what's, it's or, actually really awesome know, that you yeah. not awesome but it's actually very fitting that you say that because then that makes me think of intersectionality because it's like the fact that 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 has happened to you yes it's probably because of ageism and we know that that exists too people being ageist um but also the fact that you are a woman and I think that that's also important, like talking about how we uh, we navigate the world as women, but how do we navigate the world as as women and as all the other identities that make up who we are? So I, I think that acknowledging mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. the sense of like the things that the, the different, um, I guess, layered ways in which uh, our different identities uh, sometimes uh, create barriers for us because obviously we know systemic oppression um, exists, <laughs> but also the way that we also experience privilege because of mm-hmm. our identities, um, I think is also important to to know. And I think it makes me think of like, specifically uh, for me, it, it makes me think of feminism has, has evolved uh, over uh, the past a couple of years and uh, in big part, in, in part, it's it's what what I say by developed is like I feel like um, I've had the the opportunity to to read, to research, to have conversations, and to be in spaces that have allowed me to to do some self reflection and self investigation to understand the intersectionality of my of my different identities and and then also learning about uh, the intersectionality of other folks' identities that. And how um, they, how uh, I, me being who I am, impacts the way that my life has manifested. I guess that's the word of the of the episode. The way that my life has manifested, and some of the the different problems that I faced, and and looking at it in yes, uh, as as my story, my life story, but also looking at it in a broader in a broader sense in terms of like the the communities that I'm a part of and how uh, being part of the immigrant community, being a woman, but then also being an immigrant, uh, um, from part of the immigrant community, at one point being part of the undocumented community and, um, you know, uh, being able to understand how that affects my life and also how then that in turn affects the people around me. So, and it's... It's definitely something that I'm incredibly grateful for. And I think, again, not to bring it back to, to my sorority, but I feel like the, the, some of the relationships that, that I was able to build and some of the spaces that I was able to step into because of my um, affiliation with that organization allowed me to kind of step into my, my feminism and, and understand it a little bit more in a broader, in a more intersectional way, as opposed to the uh, white feminism that I feel like initially I in a way advocating for that didn't take into account uh, other uh, uh, folks that may not have been part of a community that I was part of. So for example, including like the struggles of other Latinx women like me, indigenous women, black women, trans women, uh, lesbian women. So like it's, I think it was understanding that that there was a difference and that it was important to, to recognize that has been, 
a huge part of like my journey and growth. That's great. I think that uh, anything that contributes yeah, to your journey sure. and growth is, is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, well, um, part of this is that I, I wanted to to have us um, talk about or acknowledge our, I love the matriarchs this. of our family. And um, yeah, so, you know, maybe sharing a story uh, or a highlight of, you know, something about someone you identified to be the matriarch so, of your family uh, do you want to go first i feel like i just talked for like 10 minutes <laughs> go for it oh yeah sure so for me so for me it's it's interesting because i feel like mm. i have two matriarchs in the family that are like on my on my mind like two women that i want to acknowledge and i think that one mm. is it's my grandmother and her sister and um, I think I would say her sister, be, be like several years ago, you know, she was like the center of the family. So, you know, she was the reason why mm. people were still getting together and the family was still connected. And, you know, that yeah, everything just seemed so different. Right. And then <clears throat> she passed away. And then my grandmother, mm. you know, like everything kind of just shifted. And so, like, it, it was almost like she wasn't there to hold the family anymore. And, um, you know, you just remember her, like, being such a powerful, like, person, I feel like. And the things that they've gone, you know, that they've been through, I feel mm-hmm. like we would never be able to understand. And I feel like they, they're made from a different cloth. And, and so, you know, after she, after my grandmother's aunt, uh, sister died, you know, things shifted you know, thereafter, of course, like, my grandmother didn't really, t- she didn't really take her place. But I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, she was the last aunt. And my grandmother's 96. Her birthday is actually coming up. Yes, in, in grandma. Days. She's, you know, still, you know, kicking and <laughs> love it. You know, living her, it. trying to live her best life. It's beautiful. But, yeah, she's the mm. last aunt. So, like, she's, like, the matriarch of the family now, right? Like, she's, I think, what keeps what keeps people on to this, to this memory of, um, you know, our, our, our quote-unquote ancestors or, like, our elders. But she's a badass, too. She's, my grandma's just strong as hell. I, I admire that lady, mm. like, and she's been through some shit. I feel like all of our elders have secrets and like things that exactly, they've been through yeah. that we probably won't ever know or understand but she's a badass she's just that's a beautiful badass. and it's and it's it, what you said in terms of yeah. like um like the 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 women in in our families uh in our ancestors um you know being resilient and and in a way like that has been passed down to us and I think that I'm a believer in, in um, the fact that the struggle of our ancestors and resiliency in their blood has been passed down to us. <clears throat> so I, I think about that. Um, so when I think about a, a matriarch in my family, I think about my mother. And I know that that's, you know, the generation right above mine. And um, surprisingly, actually, I was... I, lo- I love my grandmothers, but I never really had a incredibly close relationship with either of them. 
um, for a variety of different reasons. But for me, my mother has has always been a a, a beacon for me. Like, I feel like that lady, let me tell you, that lady just, I feel like without really meaning to, and I think that a lot of times parents just in general do this, uh, inspired me in, in, in ways that I see unfolding in my life even today even though I don't get to see her all the time because she's in Georgia but like I remember hearing some of uh, the stories from when her and my father first immigrated here to the U.S. and I came here when I was uh, a little less than two years old I, 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 um, I immigrated here with my mother specifically my father was already here um, and I came across the border with my mother and just hearing like the stories of, you know, uh, her not speaking the language and uh, coming here, um, you know, being undocumented and not speaking the language and, and, you know, finding ways to, to survive and, and eventually thrive. And just that, like just existing and, and making it through that, like it inspires me. And also in a way, like makes me want to work even harder you know, and, and, and when I say work, work, even work, work, I kind of want to take, a, a, I guess, a, a second to say, I, I don't mean, I mean, in the sense of like, uh, continuing to have some sort of impact, but they just look different. But my mom is, is amazing. I love her. And um, I mean, I, I don't know what else I could say about her other than she, you know, she's just an amazing human being. She's popping. Yes. Shout out to all to all our mamas, yeah. all the matriarchs and everyone's family. But yeah, it's um in terms of like other women that you admire, like let's say outside of your family, who would who would you say comes to mind? I know that's a hard one. There's so many. Yeah. Oh wow. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, it's like who? So are we yeah, saying it like be, it could be anyone? It could be it could be anyone. Do maybe because for Women Crush Wednesday, I'm assuming we'll, we'll do somebody that we don't necessarily know, right? So maybe we can choose someone that we know that inspires us. Let's see. Oh man, who have I been inspired <laughs> recently? Gosh. You know, I don't know if you ever find yourself in moments of like yeah. inspiration. Like I feel I like, oh my god, like I feel inspired. Yeah, but I can't. You have to go first, okay, even though you just talked about it. I can't. I have to think about it. I think that for me, it would be two people that I've I've organized with. Their names are uh, Penelope and um, Michalina. Like they have they again they're. They were part of the spaces and conversations that allowed me to, that planted some seeds that um, allowed me to do some self-investigation and, and just reflection in terms of my role in, in making change and, and continuing to, to um, develop the way in which I participate in, in uh, movement spaces. So... I, 
honestly, like, I, I feel like they're, they have this balance of softness and, and power. Um, and I think that that has, um, and continues to um, inspire me for sure. Mm-hmm. They definitely like are. The people. Right off the bat, I'm thinking about all of, all mm. of my, like, I feel that single parents. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people who inspire me. You know, parents who are going to school. Mm -hmm. You know, I have multiple, you know, friends who are single parents. But, like, shout out to all of them for, you know, being a parent, working, uh, you know, a full-time job and going to school and just doing, just hustling, just making moves and, like, you know, being present for their kid and, yeah. It's, it's a hard being you know, a mother that's, that's is really it's is, hard it's definitely like a goal that needs helped. to be honored yeah. um i mean nani is a, is a prime example like you know she she's she's a mama she's she's in school mm-hmm. and she already still finds the time to move her body and work out like every day so and she also has her her her, her own business and exactly uh, my friend Michelle like my friend Michelle right now started a, a small like a uh, uh, fitness program for mamas specifically and she just got certified as a personal trainer and then she also has her mm-hmm. own baking business hit her up uh, what's her um now I gotta look it up follow Michelle and her business if um, y'all are interested in and really that's how we mm-hmm. how we lift each other up right this month and throughout the year is you know lifting each other up in their craft and you know whether that looks like reading a book and sharing a female author or mm, if you have the you know monetary means to donate to charities and women's causes and you know do that or buy from local women-owned businesses and you know, it can look in many different ways, but supporting somebody and even if you didn't have the monetary fund, you know, means to support reposting on Instagram or, you know, just, um, you know, sharing, sharing the business is, as I think, you know, something that you can do to, to help support. For so sure. And I also think that um, ways. we can uh, lift up again. I get, I, I feel like I keep bringing you back to this, but um, also utilizing our, our own platforms and in any sort of a power, which whether it's economic or social media or, or skills to um, lift up uh, uh, women that are part of marginalized groups. So allowing um, folks, if you have a social media platform to uh, elevate their voices and allow them to use your social media platform, whether you know, whether it's for the day or, or for, for posts and, and bringing traffic to their businesses. Um, and I think that, uh, again, kind of going back to intersectionality, uh, lifting up the voices of most marginalized uh, community of women, which, again, are, are trans women, um, um, women that are part of the LGBTQ community and, and, um, and, and Black women. So I think that that's incredibly important. And as we move right along, hey, one of my can acknowledge people. who our Woman Crush Wednesday is. One of my for people too. I love her. It is Frida Kahlo. Woo woo. Well, I don't know if I, I mean 
I think a lot of people know who she is, but if you if you don't know who she is, definitely read up on her. She's um, definitely a woman who should be acknowledged as we talk about women history. You know, she's a, a true rebel and feminist of her time. And she was born in, in 1907, but was such a badass that she told the Mexican <laughs> government that she was going to change her birth year to 1910, yes. which was the year of the Mexican Revolution. So she was actually born in 1907, but changed her birthday to 1910. And uh, for those who know, some of you, you know, have seen her art and uh, some of her paintings, but she was unapologetic uh, in her in her delivery, really, of of who she was and you know that was an artist who didn't conform to uh the patriarchal society's image of of what a woman should should be or look like even she was definitely this idea of someone refusing to be contained in this box that you know we as women I think are confined to you know till this day and you know she definitely wasn't your typical quote-unquote woman or acted the way that quote-unquote women were supposed to act but she definitely I think you know uh paved the way to just delivering a message that we Mm -hmm. don't have to be you know who men say we need to you know be and we can be unapologetic about that so if y'all don't know who she is check her out she um you know, if anybody has an opportunity to go to Mexico, there are two uh, museums. Yes, there's two museums there. One in Playa del Carmen, which is in the um, Yucatan area. And then I think there's another one in Mexico City, which is the actual house that she, Mm -hmm. I believe, lived in, which is the Casa Azul, I, I think it's called, which means blue house. So, I mean, her her story is very, you know, it's it's inspiring. And um, I also think that, yeah, like, anybody well, had the chance before to before I even jump into what I think about Frida, because I love her. I actually, uh, um, uh, for Halloween, I my um, my costume was uh, Frida Kahlo. Yeah, it was dope. Not gonna lie, it looked good. Um, but Frida? I actually went to. I don't I know if you remember, like. Uh, pre-COVID, there was a an exhibit, a Frida Kahlo exhibit at um the Brooklyn Museum. Yes, at the Brooklyn Listen, Museum, and we never got a chance fabulous. to go. Carmen Me and Jenny and I were actually to get went. Tickets. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about Frida. It was great. I think that um, th- I think you mentioned it. Uh, the fact yep. that she defied what uh what the standards and or roles and or expectations that were imposed very very much oppressive standards and expectations that were imposed on on women during that time there were pictures of her um in more masculine presenting clothing and um she you know she was uh, an example of what we now know as the fluidity of of gender identity and even uh sexual orientation um because she also was was involved with uh women and and in addition to like bisexual right yeah 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 mm-hmm. and um, she identified during as, that yep, time bisexual. Like, to be yep. so unapologetically mm-hmm. yourself you know was hard and also dangerous at times and 
So I think that, yeah, Frida yes, is definitely very. an icon. And, um, you know, she will continue to represent, uh, you know, what it is to, to, to be your most unapologetic self in a time where, some t- where, where it wasn't accepted and, and again, was even uh, dangerous. So, yeah, shout out to Frida. Well, oh shit that's, that's it what, what episode are we we're at episode 8 so Seriously. listen guys how time flies but you know thank you for all your support you've been here with us since day one thank you so much and if you haven't catch up Literally. you can find our episodes on anchor pretty much all the major platforms and you can Definitely. follow us on social and media. I also, but thank I you for all your support. This before, but if there's any topic at all, and we'll probably post it in our story to try to gauge if there's anything at all that you would like us to cover, like let us know. You know what I'm saying? I think that, uh, you know, having input from many different people um, will allow us to continue to create content and uh, create the, the, the space to have conversations that we might not even think of. And if you want to come on the show, reach out to us and, and maybe we can um, figure out a way to get you on here on a, well, to discuss whatever topic it is that, that, um, that's on your mind. But yes, thank you all for joining us for another episode of Better Why Podcast, everyone. Bye.